Welcome to The Marcus Warren Show, powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network. Now, here is your host, Marcus Warren. All right, here we go on a Sunday. It's The Marcus Warren Show, the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region. I am your host, financial advisor, tax and road agent, and author of the retirement and tax playbooks, Marcus Warren. And I hope everyone is doing well on this Sunday. And to my left, I am joined by our resident tax professional, D. How you doing, D? Hello, and happy Sunday. And remember that if you miss any parts of the show and you want to catch up on anything that you missed, all you have to do is subscribe to the Marcus Warren Show podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, throughout the show, we will be offering a copy of my book, The Retirement Playbook, which is a fascinating book that has a lot of information on how to rescue your retirement from all the risk that threatens your nest egg once you are close and in retirement. In that book, there's a lot of information on how to save money on taxes, about stock market risk, and all your likes, whatever you need to do to plan for retirement, The Retirement Playbook is there for you. And you can get that free. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. Go to warrenwealth.net, put in your information, and that book will be delivered free of charge to your front door. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. So there are a lot of things going on in the news today, a lot of different topics, but what we're not going to talk about today is we're not going to talk about uh, the Trump ballot dispute that is probably headed to the Supreme Court. We're not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. We're not going to talk about their beef. And uh, we're not going to talk about Starsky and Hutch. Do you ever watch Starsky and Hutch? No. Well, uh, David Soul, um, he, uh, he died at, at age um, 80, and uh, we're not going to talk about that or Huggy Bear or anything like that. Uh, why? Because we talk about retirement finances and money on this show. And why do we talk about money, people? Because money matters. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> All righty, all righty. So, um, you never watched uh, Starsky and Hutch? No, I know there was what about the like reboot a remake with, like, with Ben Affleck, and, Owen Wilson? Uh, I think Owen it was. Wilson. Yeah, no, never yes. saw that one either. No, you really mm-hmm. didn't watch that one. Didn't and uh, Snoop Dogg played okay. um, uh, Huggy Bear. Interesting. Um, all right. So, no, you didn't watch any of that, huh? Yeah. Well, sure didn't. So much for not talking about it. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Well, we're not. Oh, I'm just surprised you said you haven't ever seen Starsky and Hutch in in any capacity. Mm -mm. Um, But uh, okay, I guess uh, there you go. I guess not. Anyway, so um, he played Hutch, by the way. Um, So today is a little different show. You know, we talk about money and finances, but this is the beginning of the year. And generally at the uh, beginning or end of every year, we do a prediction show. And so we did a prediction show uh, last year around this time. And because we um, are fiduciaries, right? And we want to be accountable to the people that we serve. We want to do that for our listeners too. And we want to go back and see how accurate or inaccurate or how right and wrong we were in regard to some of the predictions we made about what would happen in 2023. So we're going to do that, uh, this show, and then uh, potentially the next show, we're going to then throw out our predictions, which that is must-hear radio and podcasting if you want to hear our prediction show. And actually, if we have time, we may even just throw in our predictions uh, towards the end of this show. But we'll see because there's a lot to talk about. So um, we're going to go back to some of the uh, sound clips uh, that – Uh, We had last year, and we're going to start with uh, what I call funny money, or we're going to talk about uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, all of that stuff. Let's uh, hear what uh, some of the things that uh, we predicted and said last year. I think there's going to be a lot more bleeding, a lot more losses, more pain, at least for the first part of this year before things stabilize and there you go. Um, so, 
Um, talking about uh, cryptocurrency, saying there was going to be a lot more bleeding and, and uh, correction before things uh, start to turn. And uh, folks, I was uh, pretty uh, spot on. If you look at Bitcoin uh, specifically, um, you know, you see that, you know, towards the beginning of the year had a, a little bounce back, but then dropped down in March. And then since then, Bitcoin uh, has been on a tear uh, up 156 percent in uh, in 2023. Um, and uh, Dang, should have gotten in. Yeah, no. And, and Ethereum, uh, by the way, it was up mm-hmm. about 91 percent. Okay. Um, um, the uh, the NFTs and all that other crypto funny money stuff, mm-hmm. uh, it didn't do as well. Um, and let's uh, let's cue up some of the other stuff we talked about when we talked about Bitcoin and uh, cryptocurrency. And I think you're you're right too. You you said something about um, the whole crypto, uh, even the I'll call it a bubble. The whole crypto bubble um, compared it to kind of the dot com bubble that happened in the early two thousands where everything was going up, 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 everybody, there was all this hype surrounding it, all this money going into yeah. it, and then it crashed. And then the few companies that made it out were the actual companies that were real companies. Yeah. Everything else was just kind of propped up based on on nothing, really. And I think we will probably see that with crypto as well. Yeah, and, and, and I think, um, you know, what will rise from the ashes, like a phoenix, um, will probably most likely be Bitcoin. You know, I yeah. think that, you know, long term, I think it's going to be it's still highly volatile. Um, but I think long term, you know, Bitcoin will emerge as at least uh, one of the survivors of, um, you know, this the, this current crash. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Um, all right. So there you go. Just like I said, we hit it right on the nose. Bitcoin, like I said, is up 156%. Uh, Ethereum's up about 91% year to date. Um, we also talked about regulation. I said there, there, there was going to be a lot of uh, regulation um, uh, in, the, uh, in that space. And that turned out to, uh, to be right. There's a lot of things coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not yeah, sure. The SEC um, filed cases, or they're finally starting to look into it you know, after a few years. Um, they filed cases against five crypto exchanges, Coinbase, Binance, Kraken, for allegedly selling unregistered securities. Yep. They also filed lawsuits against Binance, uh, the CEO, the DOJ also sued Binance. Of course, Sam Bankman-Fried was found guilty on seven counts of fraud. So a lot of the unregulated, unfettered, do whatever you want, wild, wild west of the uh, crypto industry is starting to come kind of crashing down. Of course, of course. And, you know, when, and, and it's interesting because, you know, Bitcoin was up and Ethereum was up, right? Um, Bitcoin specifically, uh, 156%. And as usual, we have investors and people asking about getting into cryptocurrency right now, right? No one was asking early last year, even late, late last year. No one was asking. When I mean last year, I'm talking about 2022, right? Because it's early 2024 now. No one was asking. But now after the 156% run up, now, as of actually uh, last week, this last past week, couple of clients asked about getting into crypto, right? Getting into crypto. And to me, that, my friend, is insane. So let's do this. Let's, um, let's uh, combine these. Um, uh, generally, we, we break it up and have our, our um, uh, accountability uh, show and a, a prediction show. Let's do this. Let's predict what we think or what our thoughts are on cryptocurrency, Bitcoin moving forward. All right, so um, my prediction going into 2024 for uh, Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrencies, um, and I really want to stick with uh, specifically um, uh, Bitcoin and you know Ethereum. Those are the two that that are out there. Um, you know, I think that um, it's going to still continue to be a volatile investment. Um, uh, I think people are going to be on this roller coaster ride. And a lot of people are not going to like it. They're going to want to jump in. By the way, just like I said, up 156%. And now people want to get in. They want to buy high, right? And they don't understand um, that Bitcoin isn't even back to its all-time high. Um, 
last week it was right around $45,000, It's all-time high, 60000 right? And it's not even there yet. So does it have room to grow? And can it go? could it go up from there? Yes. Who knows? I don't know. But I'll tell you what, I know that coming soon are Bitcoin ETFs, right? Early, to, early this year, um, uh, probably first quarter, we're going to have BlackRock, uh, Grayscale Investments, uh, ARK Investments. They're going to start offering Bitcoin ETFs or crypto ETFs, right? That means there's going to be a lot of institutional money that's able to kind of get into these things, which can be a good thing. It may be a boom initially right when they come out because everyone likes the new shiny object. They're going to jump into it and we may see uh, Bitcoin uh, jump, jump to new highs, right? But like I said, what goes up must come down. And Bitcoin and this, this funny money cryptocurrency stuff always takes a hard fall. It flushes out all the fakers who are just speculating and gambling. And then it'll probably go back up again eventually. But it's going to be a wild, bumpy ride. And if you can't handle it, you don't need to be in it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, uh, predictions about where Bitcoin will end up by the end of the year, ranging from $10,000 to $500,000. So just a small range. Um, My prediction (laughs) is that it'll be somewhere between zero and $50 million. Um, That's what I think it'll be. Um, No, but um, I think it's, uh, you know, you make a good point about it being volatile, about it there, there being a new shiny object coming out with the Bitcoin ETF. And it just makes me think of the element of returns or whatever that graph is called, where it's just this big colorful, colorful graph that shows every year what sector performed the best. And that sector the next year ends up not, usually ends up not being at the top the right. next year. But people see that, hey, last year, small cap ETFs did really well. I'm going to invest in those this year. And then they drop. Yep, it's chasing returns, and that's what uh, investors do all the time. And um, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, you know, just individual stocks and, and just the stock market is a roller coaster ride in and of itself. Cryptocurrency is uh, is that on steroids. It, it's it's that times one thousand um, percent. And if you look at the charts, um, you you'll, you'll see just a roller coaster ride um, that you can get into when you invest in those cryptocurrencies. But uh, good luck, people. Um, if you're close to retirement, in retirement, I'm not a big fan of, of, of putting that much uh, money at risk or any money at risk. Um, I would only invest what you can afford to lose, especially in that funny money. All right, coming up next, we're going to get into more of our uh, predictions. And then, of course, we're going to hold ourselves accountable for our predictions last year. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I'm always number two. No one knows how hard I try. Okay, this is uh, interesting. So this is um, Ryan Gosling. Yes, it is. Singing I'm Just Ken mm-hmm. from that Barbie soundtrack that was the number one movie in America. Over a billion dollars. That's right. It's insane, right? But uh, there you go. I'm sure you saw this movie. Oh, yeah. Twice. Twice. At least twice. You were one of the ones that contributed (laughs) to that billion dollars, weren't you? I did did the Barbenheimer. I did Barbie and Oppenheimer. Same day? No. That's a lot of movie watching. That would have been a lot. Same day, yes. Oppenheimer was long. That would have been a lot of movie. Welcome back to the show, The Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can get a copy of my book, which is The Retirement Playbook. A lot of good information in there. If you're looking to protect your retirement from all the risk that threaten it, we're talking about market risk, inflation risk, most importantly, tax rate risk. You have to protect your hard-earned money from uh, those threats. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. Go to warrenwealth.net and you will get a free copy of my book. All right, so uh, we recapped what we talked about um, uh, last year in regards to uh, cryptocurrency. 
And uh, then we also gave a prediction on cryptocurrency. Let's keep the ball rolling. And we're going to talk about uh, the economy, uh, a.k.a. the recession uh, from uh, last year. And let's hear what uh, we predicted last year. Prognostication, right? What my crystal ball says is that um, I think that uh, there will be, you know, some sort of slowdown. Uh, this for the the first part of this year, uh, going into the second and third quarters, but we should see some sort of turnaround um, late uh, late in the year. That is my prognostication as a as a soothsayer. That is what I think. Yeah, I'm All right, so um, I was right, folks. Once again, that's two for two. So I, you know, I, I've been right so much that uh, I have. Uh, I have levels now to how right I was. So okay. um, my right. call on Bitcoin, I was dead right. That was a stone cold lock. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one on the economy, I was pretty darn right. Right. So that's okay. a little nice. I wasn't nice dead. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Pretty darn right. Mm-hmm. Right. I said we we're going to have a little bit of slowdown. Yes. And when you look at uh, our, our, our growth, GDP, um, we had a uh, the first quarter of last year. Uh, it increased 1.1 percent. Right, I said it was going to be kind of rocky to start. Uh, Q2 of last year, it increased 2.1 percent. Started to improve, and quarter three of last year, uh, our GDP increased 5.2 percent. And we're still waiting on Q4, but I know that uh, you know the economy has has started to so the re- do re- well. the recession that never was recession that never was and you even mentioned I don't think we had that clip about a, a basically a soft landing that's yes. what you said we're gonna have a soft mm-hmm. landing and that is now what uh, the economists are predicting right now now let me tell you this um, there were so many prognosticators economists you know uh, gurus last year talking about the impending recession that we were going to have in 2023 and they were all dead wrong. So what's me point? Me point is what I always say. No one knows. Everyone acts like they know, but they don't know. They're just giving their best guess. It's a toss up. So you can't make huge, you know, life altering decisions based on what your favorite personality on CNBC said, you know, and we do these predictions as, as fun things, but yes, have I been right a lot of times? Yeah. I'm the anti Kramer. I'm generally right a lot of times. <laughs> um, so speaking of that, I'm going to give you a little bit more credit because you actually also said that no one knows what's going to happen in your prediction. You said no one, no one, every, all these people who are predicting that there's going to be a recession, they don't know. That's what you said. And yep. you were right. They didn't know. Dang right. That's right. The, I was pretty darn right. The wild thing is that despite the good GDP, the good economy, people's sentiments were negative about, you know, the feelings about how things went in 2023. Feelings. That's all that Different matters. Different from the people's facts. Feelings. Feelings versus facts. And, you know, there's, I, 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 I think two things can, can be true at once. Yeah. Meaning that, yes, when you look at, um, you know, how the economy fared last year and the growth, and uh, we'll get into an, an inflation and things of that nature mm-hmm. later and our predictions. And if we were right about that stuff, um, you know, here pretty soon. But, um, all of the major economic numbers from unemployment to all of that stuff has, has been good, but people don't feel mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, even wages are up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wages I have, 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 have been pretty much flat or down or had, hadn't kept up with inflation for years. And finally they do. And people just don't feel good. And it's not a good feeling. And that's really, by the way, all that matters. that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. All right. So let's give uh, our uh, predictions. Okay, we'll give you our predictions for uh, the economy uh, moving forward. All right. So um, I do think this. I think we talked about soft landing. Uh, and actually, we didn't even have to have a soft landing in 2023 because there was no recession. Um, you know, this um, this year, 2024, uh, you know, I do think that I think we're going to, you know, dodge uh, any kind of major uh, recession. You know, barring any, you know, unforeseen shock to the economy, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, moving forward where things are going to be relatively smooth. We are going to have that, I guess, soft landing, 
you know, so to speak, just to use the vernacular out there. Um, you know, the uh, in, inflation is, is still down, which we'll talk about. Um, unemployment is, is still down. Um, we'll talk about our predictions for that too coming up. But um, economy-wise, um, I think we're going to have more of the same, maybe not the same uh, growth, but no huger, no huger, no huge, <laughs> no big downturn um, or, or, or recession, I don't think, moving into uh, 2024. Yeah, to me, 2024 feels like a reset, like a, let's get back to normal after four years of um, kind of craziness from COVID to the money going into the economy to the um, free capital with low interest rates. Yeah. And then um, everything kind of going wild with 2022 high inflation and then the Fed raising interest rates and all that kind of crazy stuff happening in a short period of time. I think 2024 seems like a good year you know it's an even number it's a leap year seems like it's going to be a <laughs> you, you good sound like a numerology expert. Reset. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, according I, to the stars alignment and the way the planets yeah. are um uh, aligned up with our sun um yeah. seems to me i get i get i get the vibes of a reset this all right. year all right um maureen williamson yeah I, I think you know the first just like i said the first half of the year we're going to probably see a little slowdown because it's been it's been good the last uh the last couple of quarters um, and, and then I think it'll pick up again second half as, as interest rates start to ease a bit. Ooh, that's spoiler alert. But anyway, all right. So uh, let's move in to, what are we at now? Uh, the labor market, the job market. Hey, there you go, the job market. So what did we say about the job market last year? Right now is at 3.7%. I think we'll see that number jump up a percent or so to four and a half or 4.7%. But I, all right. All right. So, um, well, folks, you can't, can't win them all. Can't win them all. Um, so we were wrong about the, uh, the job market. I, I said that, um, uh, unemployment at the time was 3.7%. I said that it probably unemployment will probably jump up a percent or so, and that did not happen. Uh, the unemployment basically stayed uh, the exact same. It's still around 3.7% or so. Um, and so, you know, when you, you know, look at, um, you know, the job market, you know, the labor market, um, you know, it's just one of those things where uh, the economy added, a little over 200,000 jobs uh, in December. Uh, the unemployment rate, like I said, stayed steady. Um, and it really blew past anybody's expectations. And uh, it really capped off a year where people thought we were going to have an uptick in unemployment. Uh, but it just showed the resiliency in the labor market. Um, and so we'll see uh, what happens moving forward. We'll give you our predictions here. I think we're seeing a lot of, um, or, or and going to probably continue to see a lot of still after effects from the crazy few years where if you remember either last year or the year before it was basically employees had the upper hand where um, companies were looking for employees and so they were offering higher incentives that's why wages went up people were able to switch jobs more frequently Um, and that I think has now maybe scared employers um, from firing or letting go of employees as much. Of course, it depends on the sector and the industry. Tech, for example, there was a lot of layoffs. But um, employers reluctant to let employees go, offering more incentives, work from home. That's right. All those shifts that happened in the last few years, um, I think we'll continue to see uh, maybe some of those after effects, even, you know, employees now kind of settling in, not job hopping as much. Um, and then, you know, maybe being forced to return to work in the office if, if, if they have to. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's wild because the reason that I predicted that the, um, you know, the job market was, um, you know, why it was going to, um, or, or unemployment was going to increase is because, you know, we have interest rates, you know, we thought mm-hmm. interest rates were going to go up, which, which they did, which we'll talk about in another spoiler alert. Um, and, you know, but what happened is, you know, people still continue to spend. Mm-hmm. We had this economic growth and it, Weed up the uh, the labor market. So, let's talk about what we think is going to happen moving forward with unemployment and this labor market. All right. So, um, you know, my uh, prediction moving forward is that we are finally going to see job growth slow down. 
Um, I think, I think, I think this year I almost could sum it up um, pretty much what I'm going to say from here to the end of the show. I think we're going to see the first part of the year, a big pullback, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're going to see towards the end of the year uh, because it is an election year, which we'll get to. um, I think that's when we'll see things, you know, sort of, uh, you know, bounce back. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, right now, um, uh, and I don't want to step on my interest rate, you know, predictions, but, um, you know, as as inflation and interest rates start to cool off a little bit, you know, I, I can see, well, first I can see uh, the job market tightening up a little bit mm-hmm. and then it then it uh, uh, receding a little bit towards the end of the year. That's mm-hmm. my prediction is that we're going to finally going to go up. Unemployment is finally going to go up moving forward, yeah. at least for 2024. Yep. You agree? I agree. I do. Yep. And I think it, it it's, depends on industries, too. You know, um, it's going to be different, different uh, kind of trends are going to happen in, in different industries. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So coming up, we're going to uh, dive uh, more into our accountability show and then talk about the housing market, inflation and interest rates. You are listening to the Marcus Warren Show. All right. Of course, we know who this is. Oh. <laughs> Just the uh, time person of the year, Taylor <laughs> oh. Swift. Okay. Right. Oh, wow. Um, the song is Cruel Summer. Yep. This came out in 2019. Okay. But was number one this year. 2023, last year. Oh, last year. That's right. Last year. Yeah. yeah you got to get with the times, I man. You got to get with the times. Yep. Number one in the U.S., number two in the U.K. in 2023. So... There you go. She had a big year. Uh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, you know, she started dating Travis Kelsey last yes, year. That, that, that's that was, why she had a that big That was year. her big moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody else's was the uh, the, the tour, yes, but uh, hers right. was Travis Kelsey. There we go. Anyway, welcome back to the show, the Marcus Warren Show. This is the Marcus Warren Show prediction show for 2024 and accountability show for our predictions of 2023. Are you with me, people? Are you with me? And remember that you can request a copy of my book, The Retirement Playbook. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net. Put in your information and that book will be delivered free of charge to your front door. All right. um, Now we're going to jump into uh, inflation. Uh, We're going to talk about where we thought inflation was going to go uh, last year. Here we go. Well, I think that uh, inflation, for the most part, we're going to see it uh, start to come down. I think that, um, you know, it did peak at around 9% uh, uh, in late uh, or early, mid. Summer? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mid Mm -hmm. uh, 2022, and it has come down from there. Um, it's still hovering around uh, 7% now, but it has fallen for the, for, uh, the last six straight months. Um, and I expect it to continue to, to go down in, in 2023. All right. So once again, I was right. All right. So uh, inflation. Dead right? Dead right? Or uh, de- kind of dead right. Kind of dead right. Yeah. Kind of dead right. That's another level. Stone cold lock. Um, so, yeah, inflation peaked uh, back in June at 9.1%. Uh, that was in 2022. 20, uh, and I was like, you know what? Um, I mean, I don't know if that was a big prognostication. I guess it could have went up. But going into 2023, I said it was going to be a lot lower. And of course, now, um, you know, inflation ended uh, 2023. Uh, it did consecutively go down and it went down. Right now, it's right around 3.2%. So, um, uh, you know, overall, that inflation number has gone down. Now, let's uh, dive a little bit deeper in, into this because, you know, inflation's, you know, one of these funny things, right? Just the cost of the, the, the increasing uh, prices, you know, over time, right? The cost of goods and services. Now, when we talk about inflation going from 9% all the way down to 3% uh, uh, last year, um, have you still looked at the cost of eggs? Yeah. You know, I just know still, and this isn't an, even a feeling, right? We talked about facts versus feelings. Mm-hmm. And yes, there is the fact that, uh, you know, inflation is down. That is a fact. But then actually another fact 
not even a feeling, mm-hmm. is that I get my staples um, at, um, not when I, when I mean staples, I don't mean like staples that I'm right. stapling paper, but my mm-hmm. staple uh, grocery items. Mm-hmm. I just know when I go to Kroger, um, and as soon as that Publix is built next to me, <clears throat> I'm going to switch to Publix, but that's neither here nor there. But I go to Kroger right now, and I just know that when I fill up my shopping cart, my virtual shopping cart, because I have my stuff delivered, by the way. I don't step into that madness that is the grocery store anymore. Okay. Um, when I fill up my virtual shopping cart with the things that I purchased the last time, I just know that from one year to the next that that was, it's just gone up. Yeah. I'm getting the same amount of items and I'm having to spend more. And even though I see that inflation went down from its peak of and back in uh, 2022, 9% to the way it's ended in 2023 at 3%, I just know that those cost of groceries, I haven't seen that same decrease. And so that still haunts, and it haunts me deep, people. Um, but for the sake of this accountability show, we were absolutely right that inflation was going to come down. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. Now. It's the rate of increase that has come down, not yes. the increase itself. There you go. There you go. That, that was profound, by the way. Now, so what do I predict for in- inflation to do moving forward in 2024? Um, I think inflation is going to continue to fall. Um, I think it will fall back to what it was previously, which now inflation has generally averaged around 3% historically. But I'm thinking inflation by uh, summer, uh, by summer 2024 will be down, you know, around that, that two and a half percent range. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the core prices, you know, inflation that strips out food and energy cost, um, I think that, you know, that will go down also. Um, right now, that's right around 4%, but I think everything's going to settle in around 2, 2.5% uh, for next year. Um, and, um, you know, that's going to provide at least some sort of relief uh, for, uh, for consumers, for the American people. And the main reason I think that's going to happen is because it is an election year and the incumbent president is not does not want uh, to have this continuing high inflation, even though it's come down on. He doesn't want that as a talking point for his challenger. That's my prediction. Anything you want to add or am I good to go? I think I agree with everything you said. I think one of the crazy things about. having high inflation the last couple of years and the reason why the economy was stable uh, this past year is is that people were still outspending despite the high prices. Uh, Restaurants were full, airports were packed, Mm -hmm. malls traveled. This past holiday season was crazy. Uh, Traffic was insane everywhere you went. I mean, people were out and about spending despite the high prices. I agree. I agree. Speaking of that, um, That moves us to uh, our next uh, topic here, which is inflation. I'm sorry, which is interest rates. And I think that this easing inflation is going to open up the door for some things. But let's first rewind and let's uh, give our uh, what our prediction was for 2023 in regards to interest rates. So maybe one or two more rate increases. And I think interest rates will hold for a while. That, my friends, is my prediction for interest rates. All right. So once again, people, dead right. Stone cold lock. So um, at the time, um, you know, last year uh, when I was making that prediction, uh, interest rates were at uh, right about 4.3%. And by the end of 2023 and right even currently, because there hasn't been any change, interest rates are at five and a half percent. And like I said, one or two more rate increases, and then they're going to hold for a while. And that is exactly what has happened. People, did I say that already? Did I say exactly what has happened? And so I was dead on, um, you know, with, uh, with inflation. So I'm sorry, with uh, interest rates. So let's talk about what we, where we think interest rates are going to go moving into 2024. So, um, you know, we're talking about inflation. And like I said, easing inflation will open up the door for, I think we're going to have rate cuts. Um, And I'm thinking these rate cuts will uh, happen 
uh, mid-year, right around the summer. There's a lot of stuff going on in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, I said that uh, inflation uh, will fall, you know, towards the, uh, the mid-end of summer. And I think that um, uh, in reaction to that, we're going to see interest rates start to come down. Um, you know, they have June meetings. The Fed has June meetings. They have November meetings. And I think that is when we will start to see them chop those interest rates down. Um, you know, which would basically leave interest rates, um, you know, still higher than they've been, uh, you know, in mm-hmm. 20 years, but a lot lower than they currently are now. Anything you want to add? No, I'm not going to disagree with what the Fed said they were going to do. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and we'll see. I mean, you know, like I said, barring any kind of mm-hmm. crazy stuff, I, I think we're looking good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there you go. Now, moving right along. Let's get into this last, uh, this last one here before we go to break. Um, housing market, right? Um, let's uh, go back and see what I said last year in regards to where I thought the housing market was going to go. <laughs> Prediction uh, for the housing market is that it's going to come to, which it basically has come to, a, a screeching uh, halt. Uh, there you go. There you go. All right. So once again, people, I was, I was fairly right. You know, I'm going to say fairly right uh, on this one. Um, you know, the, the housing market, you know, f- for the most part, um, 2023 was pretty demoralizing to a lot of aspiring uh, home buyers. Uh, mortgage rates, they jumped up into about seven and a half percent. Um, in October, um, median home prices jumped to about four hundred thousand dollars. Median the 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 median price for a home, folks, four hundred thousand dollars. That's insane. Which basically would make your average monthly mortgage right around twenty three hundred dollars, which was the highest level ever, um, um, according to Forbes. And so. That caused the housing market to pretty much come to, I don't want to say a screeching halt. So, you know, I was fairly right. But, but it did slow down uh, tremendously. Um, you know, home, uh, home starts, you know, as far as home builders building existing homes that, uh, or building homes, that uh, slowed down. Uh, and, of course, uh, existing home sales uh, um, uh, slowed down uh, tremendously. And so... You know, we found ourselves, you know, in this abyss. And I really feel sorry for um, the young professional, the millennials and whatever else is after that. Anyone who is uh, looking to buy that that first home, right? You're, the American dream, you get your first job, uh, you get your, you know, your, your, your career going, you know, you get married and then you're all looking for a home and you're pretty basically priced out of the market because, um, you know, that, that mortgage, uh, that uh, average mortgage went up, average home price went up. And interest rates went up. And now, dream deferred, mm-hmm. dream delayed. Even uh, even current homeowners who had low uh, mortgage rates and didn't want to sell a home and then buy a new one and get into a high double mortgage, you know, double what they, right. their, their current mortgage rate. Um, because then you can't afford as much house when mortgage rates are higher. Um, so... Um, even even current homeowners, you know, who might have wanted to maybe upgrade a little bit, but couldn't do it because it's too expensive. That is right. That is right. So, what do we predict for the housing market moving forward? You know, I, I do think the housing market will uh, recover. Uh, like I said, I think interest rates are going to go down uh, towards the uh, um, summer twenty twenty four. And, uh, you know, for the best possible outcome for, for, for that to happen, you need to see, you know, inventory in inventories of homes or people willing to sell that has to change. And, you know, of course, if interest rates cool off, then you will see that, you know, change a little bit right now, you know, I'm locked into a, a, um, a low mortgage rate. Um, and if say I wanted to sell my home, I would sell my home. I could make a huge, you know, profit because just, the the, the increase, the appreciation is high right now. However, I would have to buy another house and that house would, that mortgage would be a lot more than probably I'm paying for the house that I live in now, even though the house I would be downsizing. So that house would be, you know, that mortgage, that mortgage payment would still be the same because of these high interest rates. So interest rates are going to have to come down to open up inventory. And then I think we will eventually see the housing market 
tougher. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about the, uh, the stock market and taxes. Finish up with the stock market and taxes. You are listening to The Marcus Warren Show. I feel like falling in love. I'm in the mood to roll something up. Here we go. This is uh, some Beyonce here. That's right. She had a big 2023. She did. This is uh, Cuff It. Um, number six in the U.S., number five in the U.K. Okay. Yeah. She had a big tour, just like... Uh, Taylor, you know and Beyonce. They both had movies. Beyonce, Taylor, uh, and Barbie propped up the economy this year. Oh boy, girl, last year. girl power! Twenty twenty three. Girl power. It's the year of the woman. Yes. Yes. Year of girl power. Sure. That's right. Yeah, there it is. All Three right. billion dollar productions. Three billion dollars. How Three. much is uh, Bill Gates, Three. Elon Musk, Warren Buffett worth? What did they do last year? Uh, a lot. What about? Yeah. What about cut your boy? The, cut the value of Twitter in half. Oh, okay. 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 Well, what about uh, SpaceX? Yeah. Come on, let's not what get into that? this debate. Let's not. Hey, welcome back to the show, The Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can get a copy of my book for free, The Retirement Playbook. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net. Go to the site. You'll get a copy of that book. That book has a lot of good information if you are near or in retirement. We talk about taxes. We talk about investment risk. Uh, we talk about Social Security. Anything having to do with retirement is in that book. Uh, I would highly recommend you go to warrenwealth.net and request your free copy. All right, so um, this is our, our episode where we uh, recap and uh, become accountable for our predictions uh, for 2023. And then we prognosticate and we predict what we think is going to uh, occur uh, with certain facets of the economy and, and things of that nature moving into 2024. So, our last uh, uh, points of interest uh, that we need to uh, go back on, the last one is our prediction of what we thought the stock market was going to do moving forward. We're going to see a major shift. I think the fixed income, as long as interest rates continue to go up more than we've ever seen in the past, and uh, the stock market we're going to stock market is always tied to the news of the day, right? And news is unpredictable. Thus, the stock market is always going to be unpredictable. All right. So once again, people, uh, I was right. So the first thing I said, I want to hit on the, uh, the first thing I said, and I said that there will be a major shift to fixed income. Um, and why uh, did I say that there would be a major shift to fixed income? And that's simply because interest rates uh, started to go up. And, um, you know, interest rates uh, went up, and that is good for uh, savers. Uh, I talked about a phrase last year called TINA. Um, basically, there is no alternative, which a lot of uh, stockbrokers and people on Wall Street said, hey, there, there is uh, there is no alternative other than equities, meaning that interest rates were so low for so long, if people wanted to try to get a, a good rate of return, they had to go to the stock market. Now, with interest rates going up, that changed pretty much everything. Now, there is competition for uh, investors' dollars. When you can get 35 4% now, sometimes more, by keeping your money in a CD or at the bank or in uh, different fixed income uh, investments. And uh, that is why I said we are going to, there's going to be a major shift to fixed, to fixed income. So um, I went, uh, did some research, of course, went to uh, Forbes uh, and some other publications. And of course, um, when you look at the statistics, uh, fixed income inflows, um, they hit record highs uh, basically last year. Um, just globally, over $235 billion entered global fixed income exchange traded product, uh, uh, products uh, last year. Um, uh, here in the U.S., it was um, over uh, $40 billion of new assets went into fixed income investments. Why? Because a lot of times people are looking for a balance, right? You want, uh, you want your investments in the market, right, in the stock market, because, you know, over the long term, the stock market historically performs better than any other asset class. 
But on the flip side, especially for the people that we deal with, people who are in or near retirement, they don't need all that volatility and all that risk. And where can you go to minimize some of the risk, but still get a decent rate of return. And it was so tough for so long because interest rates were so low. So having your money in a savings account and a CD and a bond, it just wasn't paying enough. And now that's starting to change. Interest rates have gone up. We have seen better uh, yields that you can get on a 10-year treasury note or a corporate bond or a CD. You know, although it's, you know, although long term, it's not going to, you know, beat uh, the market over the long term, but it's an alternative. And what people like, they like choices and they like alternatives, especially if you're in or close to retirement. And just as I predicted, we did see a huge inflow into fixed income investments. Anything? No. Yeah, Yeah, I think people uh, can end up being short sighted again and and start chasing the shiny new object when it comes to that. I don't disagree with you that, that 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 did happen a lot, like you said, record numbers of inflows into fixed income. But I think, um, you know, sometimes people tend to be short-sighted when it comes to stuff like that. Always, always short-sighted. You see these, you know, higher, higher yields uh, temporarily or in the short term. Uh, You got to look at stuff from a long-term perspective as well. Absolutely. Um, You know, and, you know, when when people do see, hey, now I can get, you know, three and a half or 4% at the bank, Mm -hmm. um, it makes them feel, you know, a little bit, a little bit more secure. And and, and when you're in retirement and when you're in that distribution phase, like we talk about a lot, you need at least some sort of foundational asset, some sort of security, knowing that what you put in will be there when you have to use it. Because the worst thing is when you have a distribution policy, meaning that you have to take money out because you no longer are working for a company anymore, then, um, uh, when you pull money out, you, you hopefully are pulling it out if it's in the market at a time when the market's up. But if the market is down and you're pulling money out, you can see that nest egg deplete a lot quicker than uh, normal. And people don't like that. And at least interest rates moving up, bad for the consumer, mm-hmm. was always good for savers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, enjoy it while, while it lasts, people. Because, um, like I said, I think interest rates are going to come down um, sometime um, in 2024 moving forward. Um, all right. And so, all right. So we said there's going to be a major shift to fixed income. We hit on that. The stock market, we said it's going to, we said it's going to continue to be unpredictable as it was, went up a little bit at the beginning of 2023, came down, uh, back in March, people got a little bit nervous and then lo and behold, the stock market bounced back. We were in a bear market in, in 2022, 2023, uh, it bounced back and was unpredictable, just like we said, but, um, it was a good year for stocks. The S&P 500, folks, was up 23%. The Dow Jones was up 14%. The NASDAQ was up 41%. Other uh, indices that we follow, uh, the Russell 2000 was up 12%, and the Russell 1000 was up 41%. So a good year uh, for uh, the stock market and um, you know, a good year for investors if you had a plan and you stayed the course. Now, what do we predict for the market moving forward? All right. So, um, you know, my prediction for uh, the market moving forward is, you know, I think after, you know, we had a dismal 2023, I mean, 2022, uh, very strong 2023. um, You know, I'm thinking that moving forward, forward into 2024 in an election year, by the way. Um, I think the market will continue to always be volatile and unpredictable. Um, but I think we're going to look at more modest gains, um, you know, single digit gains, um, you know, along the major uh, indexes, the S&P 500, uh, the, uh, the Dow Jones, things of that nature. Um, you know, I think I want to say single digits, you know, seven to eight, eight uh, range um, you know, I do think that the market will um, pleasantly surprise investors, meaning that I think there's going to be a lot of negativity, um, a lot of prognosticators in and predictions about the market being bumpy and rocky and maybe going down because of the election year. But I think that, you know, uh, over the long term, uh, meaning over this year, over 2024, that, um, you know, at the end, when all is said and done, we'll have some decent, modest gains just be you know, be ready for the, um, uh, the roller coaster ride, um, to drill down a little bit deeper. Um, you know, I'm thinking that, um, you know, we'll see, you know, the, the smaller mid to smaller cap 
uh, and value stocks outperformed the general um, uh, growth uh, growth stocks, uh, so to speak. Um, and you know, I think that as long as you are spread out and diversified amongst these asset classes, you know, you can smooth out the bumpy ride in 2024. Anything you want to add? Agree with? What What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, it is going to continue to be uncertain, just like it always is. It's going to continue to be bumpy and volatile. And I also think people are going to continue to make bad decisions. That's uh, a good one because it's that's a, almost a bet. Yeah, yeah. It's a like you said, an election year. There's a lot of noise about you know what's going to happen if this person wins or if this person wins. Uh, the market's going to you know disappear if this person wins, but not if my guy wins. And so just all that kind of fear, uncertainty, not knowing what's going to happen, um, I think causes people to make bad decisions, like jumping out at the wrong time, waiting, you know, trying to time it, trying to wait for when. They feel more certain to jump back in. And those are people who do not have a plan. If you have a plan, um, then you generally don't make those rash emotional decisions mm-hmm. or make just bad choices, just like you said, yeah. with uh, people calling us this week yeah. or last week, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it, asking about crypto ETFs after it's already gone up a hundred and fifty six percent. Now you want to get in? Oh. <laughs> My gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. Anyway, I digress. But we all know what that music means. It means, people, we've come to the end of the show. I hope you enjoyed our predictions and our recap. But more importantly, take it easy. Until next time. Thank you for listening to The Marcus Warren Show. For more information or to request your retirement toolkit, contact Marcus at 502-339-8255. Or visit his website at talktomarcus.com. Warren Wealth Management and Tax Planning and WGTK are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested.